how can you sweat so much and not lose any weight <laughs> as he's running with Jubilee yeah, on his shoulder? Double slam on Jubilee there. <laughs> like, not only are you sweaty, but you're also fat, girl. What is, what is that? Welcome to Repeatable, the podcast where we check out something old and decide if it's worth coming back to. I'm your host, Seth Wilkes. And I'm still here, Wolverine, plotting my revenge. Uh, yeah, my wife, my wife, I don't know if she enjoyed that, because she doesn't listen to the, she doesn't listen to what we're doing here, but I played that specific part, and she laughed, but I, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if it was pain or, or what, but yes, that was a, uh, a, a favorite part in the Wilkes household. Well, that's good, it, it was, uh, my, I, my voice was pretty much gone after that, but it was worth it. I didn't get it in context. I I walked in halfway through, and I enjoyed it. We're we're referring to something that happened on last episode, folks. So if you haven't heard it, uh, I suggest you go back and hear Matt talking to the microphone like a lunatic, which I normally do. Uh, but more, but more so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the heightened lunatic. How are you? I'm doing pretty good i watched mm-hmm. the well i'm just gonna be slightly dated when people are listening to this but i watched the uh first episode of moon Knight, and i liked it a lot oh i also watched the first episode of moon Knight, and i also liked it a lot it was a lot more uh bloody and violent than i actually anticipated it being I have some thoughts, but we better stop now in case we start getting into spoiler territory for for those uh, that haven't seen it but want to. Because I don't know if anybody knows this is not a Moon Knight recap podcast. Uh, yes, this is repeatable, as I said on the, on the open there, but we're not going through Moon Knight. We are actually going through the uh, 1992 and on... Uh, animated x-men show so we're uh we're going through for the most part uh we're, we're going through that series we're gonna go from start to finish uh week to week for a while with some breaks in between where we might step out and do some other things uh but today we're talking about uh the next episode which is episode seven of the the series slave island you 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 watched the show, right? Matt? Yes, I did watch the show, and uh, I I Fantastic. feel I I feel like Seth after this episode because I have, um, <laughs> I have five things that I have in my like column, and I think I have like twenty or twenty five things in my unlike column. So <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel I feel like uh, as much as I was praising the last episode, that's not going to be uh, continuing for this one. Uh, oh, recap. Let's do that first. Yeah, Pardon yeah. me, folks. Anybody that hasn't seen the episode yet, Slave Island. Um, let's see what happens in this episode. Let me give it an off-the-cuff uh, recap. So uh, we, we we open up with uh, our X-Men that were captured last episode, Storm, Gambit, and Jubilee. I believe that's how it starts, but I'm sure you'll correct me once we get going. But we're, they're trapped on an island that is, for some reason, using, using mutants to uh, finish up the uh, construction. And they have to extricate themselves from that sticky situation. And there's betrayal, or is there? And there's uh, some salty feelings and Storm's uh, mental health issues pop up once again. 
uh, and uh, there's lots of uh, interesting things happen. No, I think that you pretty much uh, got it there. Um, there's they they cut back and forth once in a while to Cyclops in the gang, but the the, the main story takes place on the island. All right, so yeah, what was your uh, bad? Oh. Or you said you have, you know, let's get the good, get the good out of the way so we can get to the bad. <laughs> get the know? good out get of the way? Your, get your veggies out of the way and then we'll get to the, the dessert. I liked the G.I. Joe kind of music that they played whenever Cable was on screen. I liked that. <laughs> that whenever he was on screen, he had his distinct music that was always on. Like to the point that you think that he had like a Walkman with him that just played it through a speaker. That he, whenever he was on screen, it was just that music that played. That played. But I thought if they got a really good like American military music kind of going in the background, that I appreciated. Okay, that's good. As as usual, didn't notice. You're a crazy music man. What what do you have to say that's good about this episode, Seth? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I, there's a big delay. You said you had five yeah. good things to say. I was just like, five? Where are you getting these five well, things? Well, that, that's, that's what I'm like. I'm like, does he want me just to go through five? Does he have none? Do I have to go through the five now? Because <laughs> there was a what? long delay after my one. I'm like, oh, I'll give my one good thing. He'll give his one good thing. We'll go back and forth. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really like the music. And then I'm like, oh. Silence, silence <laughs> on my end. I was, I'm still in shock that you have five good things. Give another one. Let me scan through my notes again. Uh, I thought the they have a breakout scene where the prisoners are trying to escape. I thought, um, again, it was a decent fight scene. I, I did not like when they were uh, uh, fighting those. Oh, what the heck were the when they were fighting the Morlocks? I, I didn't like that fight scene, so I actually enjoyed this fight scene. Fight scene with who again? Just like the general. Yeah, like that. The, like them, get them troops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, them breaking out. Um. I liked seeing like a few of the like the cameos, like Mystique walking by. Which fight scene with them breaking out did you enjoy? The failed attempt or the, <laughs> in, the uh the good attempt? The the, the okay, the final yeah. attempt. Okay, yeah. Um, I like the idea that they talked about the whole like oppressed people being afraid to rise up, like despite being treated poorly. Like I thought it was actually like a really good depiction of like. Yeah, they're being treated badly, but they want to believe that everything will be fine if they just follow orders despite all the bad stuff. I thought that was actually handled very well for the subject. I I guess. That was more of like just a throwaway section, though. You're making it seem like that was the theme of the whole thing. Did you get that feeling? No, 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 no. But I said, okay. uh, th there was a yeah. few times like where like Gambit would... Uh, Say like no, we gotta stop doing this, or they tried to escape. They're like, no, we we can't risk it. We'll get, uh, we could get uh, more punishment. They they promised that we'll go free after this, like that kind of uh, dialogue. I liked, and I like that it ended on a. I thought the cliffhanger that it ended on was actually uh, a good cliffhanger because I was like, oh, I wonder what happens in the next episode, which is the point of a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, which we need to talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> We'll 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 get to that at the end. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could also say I do enjoy that. I, I've said this before, so I don't want to keep saying the same thing over. But I enjoy their uh, they're they're going for it in some places. Like they're introducing Cable, so yep. you can tell like they're not going to just introduce Cable. Who, if any, if you know the comics, that's he's he's got a backstory. He's got a 
a, a, a history or is it a history? He's got a future, you know, whatever. Uh, they, he, they, he's an interesting character, so you know he's going to pop up later. So they're kind of introducing things that are going to come down the line. So I like, I do like that they're, I, I guess what I'm saying is that they're making a show. I, I like that they're <laughs> making a show. I, I like that. That's good for them. But I like that they're uh, really delving into the history of the X-Men and kind of trying to pop that in there, but. Now, do you, do you have a few like constructive uh, criticisms that you have of this show, or, or is, no? Is that, I'm going to lambaste them. Constructive? What are you crazy? <laughs> I can't be constructive. The show's over, Matt. You know they're not still making it. That's true. Well, they, well, they might be though. It's... Well, no, they are. Yeah. But I, I guess I could have constructive things, but just don't do a lot of the things we're about to talk about. The first thing I have on my list is that's very minor. I just thought that the military, their helmets that they had were just weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like, like pointy ears. I kept on thinking, are they ripping something off? Because I feel like I've seen these designs somewhere before. Like, is this from G.I. Joe? Uh, or I? they look very familiar. Just the whole, like, even the, the big mech robots that they have the ones that aren't the sentinels those they have those like chunky robots that have that same kind of helmet shape i feel like that's something it felt it felt a lot like they just pulled out some gi joe action figures to fill in the gaps it does feel like that this is also a like because it made me laugh so they open up and they're talking about like these collars that they've put on all of the uh the mutants to um not even dampen, just cancel their powers outright, which is something I I also want to talk about. Maybe we'll get to. (laughs) But they have these collars that will uh, very uh, Suicide Squad movie (laughs) one will explode if you try and take them off. Um, But uh, as soon as... And they're explained, we're going to... We're going to turn the collars off, but the second anybody starts to try and escape, we're going to turn the collars back on. So don't you do it. You know, it laid out very clearly. Uh, yeah. And then the second the collars turn off, uh, Storm's like, no! <laughs> and, and, and begins flying and wreaking havoc. At which point, and she didn't go for the person that had the remote that turned it on. She just started shooting anybody or anything so does her thing starts flying immediately and surprisingly they do the thing they said they were going to do and turn the (laughs) collars back on and storm is shocked and says my powers and starts to fall like how is this happening like no cumulative memory whatsoever well, that's the thing too. Is like it was one thing to like sit there and shoot your lightning bolts, but like you like went high into the sky knowing that they have a switch that will turn, <laughs> that will turn it off. And like, what are you? Gonna, yeah. And it just you just fell down. Luckily, he was there's water underneath. Yeah, and I assume there's like a like the shopping carts in the higher end grocery stores when you go past a certain point. The wheels lock. I assume <laughs> if she went past a certain point, her head was just going to explode off of her body. <laughs> Fortunately, she didn't go past that limit. It seems really weird, though. Like the whole we're gonna like the just the, the whole idea of it. For one, the uh, the necklaces that they have to put on that 
the the flashing constantly is just like it, it was annoying me. This the limited limited time that it was on screen, the flashing. I can only imagine that being a constant thing. Um, but then like here, you guys can use your powers. We'll turn it on and off. Like, why would you have someone right there with that switch and like? Like you, you know that there's going to be something that happens. Like these people have like these amazing powers. There's like you, you would think they'd have distance between them and the mutants when that switch was on and off, just to like you know be safe, so that, that one of them doesn't get struck by lightning. Yeah, that's a good point. You'd think they'd be on like just on a radio, like somewhere in a control room, somewhere in the center of the island where that could be turned on and off. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. You're not directly beside them. Yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> with the yeah. with the thing that controls them. I do like too because all of a sudden when like Storm and they go in the capture and Jubilee's Jubilee's like, that's a Sentinel, and I'm like, that, that's literally how the last episode ended. Is the Sentinel came out and grabbed you guys? Like you you saw this. You were physically there in the previous oh, episode. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. Did, did they? Yeah, because they had the the weird mech robots they were fighting. Yeah, and then the that's la- all I remember. And then the uh, the trees moved over, and then one of the sentinels uh, yeah. showed up and uh, started to capture them. Yeah, well, uh, I I can forgive them that they got a recap. Uh, g- given that like this is this is uh, syndicated television, no kid has seen the previous episode. <laughs> Storm has the worst luck too, eh? Because like where oh. where do they decide to put someone who tries to yeah. rebel? Yeah, in 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 the box. <laughs> in yeah. the box. Thank you, Gambit. They were just surprisingly going to go straight to annihilation, but uh, then Gambit had to do his thing. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't kill her. Put her in a fate worse than death. That's uh, <laughs> that's good. Just mentally torture her for a couple of days, but at least she'll be alive. Um, those collars. Uh, I guess we can bring that up. Uh, they kind of remind me of the thing that I'm not so big of a fan of the X-Men for. It's just, it, it's, I, X-Men is like their, uh, you know, their uh, mutations and their, I guess it's, it it's more of a Marvel thing in general, though it doesn't bug me as much for others, but it's like everything's got to be grounded and everything comes from this, a scientific accident and all that. But X-Men is like just a whole new level of like, it just happened. And I'm just like, how does, how do these colors work? Are they, how do they turn off someone's ability to, you know, innately solve complicated mathematical equations but not affect someone's like a more mundane like double jointed toe you know what at what point do does a mutation become a mutation and at what point is is it that the collar thing is a you know a, it bugs me a little it's it's less that's that's less of a an issue of the show and more of just a, a my personal uh bias towards the x-men a bit and like the uh, the blob, I can't remember his <laughs> name, but he's one of the villains there. One of his powers, I guess, is being morbidly obese. But when the collars are on, he doesn't suddenly shed uh, like a thousand pounds or whatever. One thing too, Seth. Let's say you were building a uh, production facility and you needed electricity, 
and then you like a lot of power to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. Would you go and like hire a, like a construction crew to build like a dam, like let's say, or would you come up with an elaborate plan to lure mutants to an island to then trick them and capture them? while hiring a whole bunch of mercenaries and militaries and have all this technology developed to put stuff on them to have them build the dam. What what, what do you think would be your rationale? Which one would you... Which one seems like the less complicated plan? Less complicated and and less expensive. Yes! Uh, Yeah, I feel like just hiring a, a construction crew would be the cheaper option of the two. Uh, But... You know, it's uh, you got to have that evil in there somehow. So you know, that's that's a, a very good point. So, like, uh, so yeah, I think I think I'd go with the one that allowed me to hurt the most uh, people possible. <laughs> well, so, so the thing is, like, they lucked out with some of the stuff. Like, okay, uh, you you want mutants? Cause maybe you think mutants can build the dam quicker because they have uh, mutant abilities. Like with Storm, yeah, cool. Like she can make it rain if you're making a dam. That obviously makes a lot of sense. But like Jubilee, like I don't, what what are you benefiting from getting like Jubilee to like build the dam as opposed to like a few trained construction workers right like like Mm -hmm. you're you're really rolling the dice with the mutant powers here i have on here like gambit's abilities for 90 percent of this damn building job would suck right he he has to go break rocks what's that gonna do i guess he's breaking rocks for the cement but you know still that's all here's an idea why not just find a mutant that generates electricity and use them as your power source and you get to pay him like 50 bucks an hour, and there you go. Yeah, you're be, done. be specific about your mutant tracking. Don't just, right? If you're going to go through the process, it'd be just target a few individual mutants. Oh, no. And then they don't even need the dam. <laughs> yeah. This makes us sound evil, too, though, because we're like, no, no, no. Let's simplify, simplify your evil plan. Well, I was going to pay him. Although I guess the whole ultimate thing is still evil uh, with the robots uh, enslaving and all that. I guess they want to stay on brand, you know, where they got to – they're wanting to enslave mutants, so we might as well – you know, our company was built on the backbone of enslaving mutants, so. Uh, I like when they went back to the uh, prison and they were walking in and they're over the announcement. It's like, and remember, your leader loves you. <laughs> yeah, that was an odd line. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Like I said, like you're not trying to convince anyone that he like it's clearly an evil thing. I, I don't. I I laughed about that. It's on. It's but it's also just very, very, very stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, you. That's the kind of thing that you could have uh, delved into more. Like the idea that he was trying to get them on his side, yeah. but at no point. Did it ever seem like he was? They were trying to be mind manipulated. Like that. That's the. That's where that line would fit in. Is if they were trying to m- make manipulate them into into uh, you know loving the the leader or whatnot. But that's the only line that's anywhere remotely like that. Um, do, do, one thing that I hate, hate about living in Canada, Seth, is when like we're going to work. Um, and our sled dogs through the snow, right? Is it this, just the constant sneezing I do? 
Oh yeah, right. Like I mean, I, I understand like Wolverine. That's how you can tell that he was in Canada because like he he saunters back in and says, "I'm back," and then starts sneezing because he was somewhere cold. It's, it's a common Canadian problem. They did run back to them every now and then, didn't they? Back to the mansion. They didn't. But the thing is, they didn't need to. No, no. They needed to do that. Uh, like, it's not like the X-Men came and saved the day at the end. They came in to give them a ride home. That's about it. But they didn't save the day. They, they, I, I like the, the one thing they did accomplish was establishing. I think they're establishing things for the future of the series. And, uh, you know, that Professor X is going to be gone when they get back. Um, I guess I know that because I'm skipping ahead. Or at least I'm I'm more up to date in the episode. So I like that he's like, Professor X, I can't remember. Like, you're going to come with us or whatever? And he's like, I've got some things to do. And then there's just like far too many beats where they're both just silent and st- and he's just staring at a monitor not moving. And Scott, I guess, just shrugs his shoulder and leaves. Well, I, I feel like, if, okay, let's say you never went back to the mansion. This whole episode, you never had a flash to the mansion, right? You just all, you were just constantly, uh, stuck, uh, on the island watching the stuff that's happening there. And then at the very end, the team shows up. They could have just had a dialogue saying, we tried reaching you for a week and we couldn't get to you. So we came by yeah. just in time. That could have really just cut out all the other scenes, that one line of dialogue. And then when mm-hmm. they showed up at the mansion and it was destroyed, it also would have had the same cliffhanger ending, right? They'd be like, "What? We were we were just there a couple of hours ago." Like you could have not had it if you had like just a few choice dialogue things, and it would have been a tighter episode. Yes, but nobody's steering the ship. That's true, Matthew. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I guess I should also mention my only source is IMDb, so. Uh, imdb.com on there being not being a director so i could be wrong but well <laughs> there being a director does, and he's listening <laughs> yeah well no, <laughs> i put a lot of work into that uh <laughs> I, I, imdb could just be wrong wikipedia does list larry houston as the director for season one but i i feel like i trust imdb over wikipedia so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to that there was no director the director's listening to this as, as we're just constantly saying, well, I mean, it's crap, but there was no director. That's why I, I put those episodes together. <laughs> I, I detailed it out the entire time. Well, maybe there was a director, but he just, uh, he, he, he padded a lot of pockets and got his name removed from it. Cause there are some crap episodes that I would not want to be associated with. So. Again, like- I'm being mean to the people that made the show. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you made the show. It's, this is not a reflection of you. <laughs> Jubilee can pick a lock pretty easily, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, just <laughs> some weird sci-fi futuristic crypto-electric doodad lock thing. Yeah, she's just, just stick it in there. It could also just be that it's a crap technology, and all they have to do is just stick like a... Like a pretzel in there. Well, I just want to know, she's like, oh, well, thank goodness I have experience with this. I'm like, where did you come across a lock like that in your day-to-day? At the orphanage. She was <laughs> taught by her friend at the orphanage. Let's let's get into Master Mole. That was a weird thing. <laughs> you know, whenever this, you might not know this, Matt, but anytime there's 
like any any of the household items you have, any technology that you have, computers or the car you drive in, anything, it was created by a much larger version of that thing that you're looking <laughs> at. So if you're the computer we're talking into, that was actually spit out by a giant computer and the microphone was spit out by a giant microphone. And I'm making fun of the concept, but this is actually a comic thing, so I guess we can't really make fun of the animated series per se, but yeah, it's, it's, the Sentinel is made, Sentinels are made by a giant Sentinel. And uh, I like uh, his ultimate defeat, this giant I'm robot. Still in. <laughs> I'm still plugged in. I don't know why I found it funny to see him walk away and turn around and see like these two wires and be like, I'm still plugged in. And if you weren't plugged in, you'd have just fallen down anyway. So what's the point? The colonel, who's now the leader, is the most visibly evil person you could possibly see. Like he's like, like dressed up like an 18th century, um, well, I guess it's a slave island. He has slaves, like it's dressed up like an 18th century slave owner. That's what he looks like. He's, he looks like he's dressed for the role that he has. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're setting, they're probably setting him up for, uh, that's it's in the comics. It's like uh, it's like a a league, an evil league type thing in the comics. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think we'll probably see more of him later. Uh, just in the same way that we're probably going to see more of Cable later. I like that they went again. I say I like, but there's there's things I don't like. But I say <laughs> I'm saying it ironically. But they show like Cable goes saves uh Gambit. And then, like, he starts, like, to walk away. Um, and it's kind of like, who is this, uh, like, who is this mystery man kind of thing? And then it immediately goes into a voiceover, just, like, thoroughly explaining who Cable is, what his beats are, what he's been doing. Like, there was, like, there was some mystery of, like, uh, like, who is this guy? Why is he disrupting stuff? What's he here for? And it was just, mm-hmm. like, immediately, like, you just like, you hear a voiceover and it cuts to, like, a table of the bad guys talking as it, like, just breaks into detail all the reasons of, uh, why he's doing what he's doing and stuff like that. I understand just by knowing the character that there's more to it than they explained, but I felt like there was like a lot of like, ooh, like who is this guy? Like a mystery, uh, guy trying to take down this, uh, uh, evil empire. And then you just immediately like undercut it like the set, like two seconds after he was introduced on screen by just explaining why he was there, what he was doing and all that stuff. Yeah, well, now it's time for us to talk about uh, Cable being the—he's wi- the wild man of Borneo. So, do you want to know? You want to know what what that's a reference to, Matt? Sure. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about Cable first. So, uh, I I did some uh, uh, research, and by research, I mean very light research while I was sitting on the toilet. Um, <laughs> so, Matt uh, Marvel. Um, Marvel.com, you go to the character section and all that. He's listed, so he was, he's the, uh, spoiler alert, child of, uh, Scott and Gene, uh, Cyclops and Gene Gray. Yep. Um, yeah, and then he was, so he's born present day, but then immediately as a toddler, he was sent into the future, like 4,900. So like over 2,000 years into the future. Um, and then he comes back to present day later on storylines, comics, you know, that whole thing. Um, so 
the keep keeping that in mind. Here's what Wikipedia says about the wild men of Borneo. Uh, the wild men of Borneo were a pair of exceptionally strong dwarf brothers who were famously associated with P.T. Barnum and his freak show exhibitions. So I guess in 4900 A.D., P.T. Barnum is still a thing that people remember, and um, and this the existence of these uh exceptionally strong uh little people are uh just something that cables has knowledge of for some reason um and why that's i i don't understand how it <laughs> how it uh is a reference to anything in the current situation did that explain anything for you one writer just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you like, that's all it was. They knew it from somewhere, and they said, "Okay, that sounds really cool." What does it mean? Ah, and, you don't need to know about that. Yeah, he he's like, we don't we don't live in this. You know how much effort it's going to take somebody to look into this reference? They're going to have to go find an encyclopedia and look into P.T. Barnum. It's going to take so much work. Nobody's ever going to be able to just like. I don't know, pull out a device that they can type that into <laughs> and just search it off the cuff. That will never happen. Um, yeah, cause it, it's an odd reference. I'll just say that. Gambit line that I have in here that I liked. Uh, how can you sweat so much and not lose any weight <laughs> if he's running with Jubilee yeah. on his shoulder? <laughs> Double slam on Jubilee there. Like, not only are you sweaty, but you're also fat, girl. What is, what is that? Oh, I, just, I, I was like, wow. <laughs> That's a line right there. Yeah. Um, Can we just decide no here? What, like, I don't understand, like, what was Gambit's master plan here? Because it doesn't seem like his plan was any better than Jubilee's plan. It seemed like mm -hmm. Jubilee's, like ultimately Gambit's plan led to what Jubilee's plan was. Mm -hmm. So why did he have to get Jubilee thrown in a box and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I, I, I guess they wanted to have that is Gambit turning rogue type thing, which yeah. given how much they, they do think ahead and they do introduce things that will pay off later in this show, they really missed a trick by not drawing that out longer like this whole yeah like because gambit does get browbeaten a lot or uh you know wolverine and him are have a lot of animosity there is like scott's little hissy fit against him in the previous episode so i feel like they could have uh made that storyline work where it's like maybe gambit is gonna be a bad guy and then it pays off down the line that he's not but i i feel like they they had that potential and then just used it up all within, like, I was going to say 10 minutes. I don't even know if it was that much screen time, but when we could have thought he was a bad guy to when he's not. It's like two minutes, essentially, to when he's actually breaking out, and we could tell, okay, he's just pretending. So, also, this do a hypothetical situation again, Seth. You have the power of storm. Like, you can go and make it like a hurricane winds and, uh, pour down rain, shoot lightning, all that kind of stuff. And you have to, and you, your goal is to tear down a dam. Where would you stand 
while doing that, would you stand adjacent to the the dam, like on the on the level ground, or would you stand on said dam as you are destroying it? Uh, you know what? It's 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 a pro. It's a difficult one. I think I'd go with uh the the first one, where it's nowhere near the dam. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I think that I think I might lean with that one too, considering uh you like you you don't even need to be like super far away you could just be like a little bit away you don't have to stand directly in the middle of the structure you're trying to destroy well it's actively making you weak <laughs> mm-hmm. I well just, they I did thought... it on frozen too so you know well that's true yeah so they stole so you're, you're trying to claim ah that, uh, frozen, frozen. too yes disney stole it from all oh, did they steal it though because they owned it by now, that they point. own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Tie in. Maybe we should start a YouTube channel where we're, you know, like there's those guys that are like the Pixar theory, where they <laughs> yeah. uh, try and get all the Pixar movies to tie back into each other. We just uh, go through and see how all Disney movies are have secretly been stealing from X Men the animated series, and we go back as far as like Snow White and everything, and we try and weave that in even though their snow white was uh decades before any other negative things to say about this seth i got like uh, i have like a little other <laughs> notes but i don't is that, that's pretty much all i got they did miss a trick uh you know how like when everything's shutting down uh after storm has begun blowing up the dam and master mold starting to malfunction mm-hmm. out pops this sentinel that was half completed yeah do you remember that yeah yes i do I feel i feel like they missed a trick i feel like that could have been another callback element let that thing because it looked pretty cool i have to admit i like the look of it so we know that sentinels are going to uh exist in this series as a whole so it'd be interesting to have this half finished sentinel that's running around who's kind of going rogue uh a rouge, if you will. <laughs> he's he's uh, running around and it has his own little agenda because he's like malfunctioning and maybe going against both the X-Men and his creators. It kind of, would have been kind of interesting to see that. So I would have liked to have seen that guy, that robot, uh, just fly off into the distance. We never see it again or something like that as opposed to what did happen, which was it... Well, it seemed to be created at, like, a smaller scale than yes, the other Sentinels. Because yes. it ran into the conference room and Cable just blasted it to bits. So I, I think they missed a trick there. I think that would have been interesting. And the, the only thing that I have here is just, I'm sure that you probably thought it too. Uh, when you saw Cable, you thought of the movie Cable Guy, which starred Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey obviously uh, played the Riddler. And in that same Riddler movie, there was Bane. So I just thought that you probably had that same line of thinking so no i didn't matt i did not <laughs> i don't you didn't... have your pro bane agenda <laughs> i'm getting uh paid by the the bane corporation here just to keep that alive chris nolan wants to overshadow the uh the new matt reeves batman movies by paying me off to mention his trilogy whenever i can mm, okay cool and yet you've gone with the Joel Schumacher one, so. Well, I let it. I let it eventually, the Nolan one. 
But anyways, did, did did you think that this episode was Razel cool then, or did you not like it? Uh, it was Razel new. <laughs> Razel Razel Ghoul, I guess. Uh, Razel cool or Razel Ghoul? That's our new thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, definitely not repeatable. <laughs> I will not be coming back to this one. How about you? I'm not gonna lie. This episode. I watched it uh, once. Usually I watch it one time for fun, then watch it a second time and make notes. Um, just with timing and stuff like that, I didn't really have time to do the two sittings, so I just watched it the first time with notes, and I was like, oh, this is a good episode not to watch twice. <laughs> I was very happy that that, that, that happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah not, so far, not repeatable, definitely. I would agree. Um, and there you have it. What is the, so what's the next episode then here? Let me see if I can pull it. So have you, have you seen ahead at all? Oh, first of all, did you see that episode prior as a child, as a, a young, a matlet? Yes. The, uh, you had seen it? Yes. Slave Island? Okay. I, I remember, uh, Storm being locked away in a box and that freaking me out because like she like she does not just be like locked away and she's like oh no this isn't good like she's like she's wailing and is very upset about it and that was really uh mm-hmm. upsetting to me i remember the callers but at the same time i feel like those are going to come back into the series later on so who's to say which episode i saw with the callers um but at any rate yes yeah, so your question so you haven't seen uh you haven't watched ahead at all because I'm a few episodes ahead. No, I haven't watched that. Because one at a time. Okay. Okay. So the next episode on Disney Plus mm-hmm. is uh, the Cure, not the band, because <laughs> I know you're the music guy. It's the Cure. But I did a little bit of research, because um, uh, I'm I'm the research guy apparently. Uh, so I was on the toilet. Um, so I pulled up my phone, and that's where I do my research. And the uh, the episode is actually the next episode is actually the unstoppable juggernaut, and it was delayed. Uh, wasn't ready in time. Oh, okay. So I guess because if you if you watch, I was so confused because the this episode ends with the mansion being destroyed, right? Yeah. Yeah, which we forgot to mention. At the end of the episode, they go back to the mansion, and it's in in pieces, and it was, ends on a big cliffhanger there. Uh, that, anybody watching the show uh, going from episode to episode would have been severely confused because the next episode is supposed to be the Invincible Juggernaut where they find out Juggernaut destroyed the school. Spoiler alert, sorry. And then they go out and fight him. But that episode wasn't ready in time, so they just put the next episode in in which they are already rebuilding the school uh, and don't talk about it at all, uh, which was the the cure. So uh, it was a very weird situation. Probably nobody's going to be surprised uh, at least I wasn't surprised that an episode was uh, not complete because obviously it's uh, the first season and no one's leading the way. Uh, yes, I'm going to keep railing on that. So my question to you is, do you want to do things by the air date or by the storyline, this makes sense date? Let's try to do the this makes sense way. Okay, so then in that case, the next episode is going to be 
the unstoppable juggernaut. Okay. So that uh get your VHS copy out, folks. I like I like saying that. And uh check out uh the unstoppable juggernaut. No, that makes the most sense to me to do it that way. That's the way that they wanted they whenever we can, if we can do the way that they wanted the story to be told. Right, we'll do that. Great. All right. Well, this has been fun, Matt. I was uh well and uh, I've been uh enjoying the series uh so far, Seth. Uh I know that you've for you they've all been home runs and I'm as excited to keep that uh that going. Yeah. Although we are looking for the next thing, um which, you know, we might do something a few things here and there. Uh, coming up. So if you have any suggestions or have any comments on this episode, please hit us up at um, repeatablepod at gmail.com. I also am in the midst of starting up a Facebook page, which, uh, you know, nobody's requesting it, but eventually that'll be a good place for us to, like, say last week we were a day late in getting it out. We'd, uh, in theory, we'd be able to post there and say, hey, folks, we're not coming, we're coming out a day late. Or, you know, we can also post like, hey, folks, we had an idea for this different thing. So I'll try and get that page up and running. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll give out the actual, uh, link later on, or it'll be in the show notes. And all your drawings moving forward will incorporate at least one Morlock character, I hear. <laughs> nah. <laughs> drawings, when they eventually start happening again, will uh, definitely not include <laughs> Morlocks. So, we'll see. We'll see. Well, the, the drawings are kind of uh, on the back burner for now just because uh, too many things going on in, in life. But I would like to get back to doing those. The, the episode of the uh, the Morlocks is just a picture of you sitting in a TV, watching a TV, crying. It's not even the X-Men related. It's just you sadly watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Ah! But at any rate. Well, these technical difficulties have been fun, Matt, but uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go. It's been fun, but uh, you, uh, I guess you have yourself a good week. You too, Seth. From the Morlocks, ah, the Morlocks, wishing you a good night and good day. I'm not joining <laughs> in. <laughs> Have a good one, Seth. Yeah, you too. Bye, Bye Matt.